Have you wondered if Facebook ads would work for you and your business, but you're not sure how to get started? Fred not, my friend, help is on the way. In this episode, I am talking with Charlotte Reynolds, aka the Digital Yogi, about how you can use Facebook ads to grow and scale your business. Charlotte is a digital marketing specialist and yoga teacher, and she supports yoga teachers, coaches, and wellness experts to grow their online businesses through digital strategy and business coaching, ads training and management, and through group programs. She's also the host of the Digital Yogi podcast, which I really recommend checking out as well if you don't know it yet. I loved having her on the show, so let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Riker, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome to the Blissful Biz podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So excited you're here. Yeah, it took a while for us to connect, right? I've been following you and you've been following me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I love talking about ads, so thank you for having me on. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit more about um, who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, I'm Charlotte Reynolds. Uh, my business is called The Digital Yogi. And I am a coach, trainer, and ad specialist. Um, I coach wellness experts and yoga teachers in how to use digital marketing to grow their online businesses. Um, I train the same clients in how to create ad strategies and run ad campaigns. Um, I have a podcast called the Digital Yogi Podcast and I run group programs as well for um, people who want to learn organic and paid strategies to grow their wellness businesses. I love it. I love it that we have like similar or the same audience actually and you still find everybody finds your niche <laughs> depending on your interests and it, I love how it's always evolving as well. I think you just rebranded to your name, right? Yeah, so I just changed my Instagram handle over from the Digital Yogi to Charlotte Reynolds. Um, it, I've been in business for nearly three years and it just felt like the right time. Um, my business name is still the Digital Yogi, but I my audience has changed quite a lot over the last 12 to 18 months, uh, whereas my audience used to be only yoga teachers. Now the people that I'm working with, um, it's, it's a lot broader. So um, I say experts in wellness. So healers, therapists, teachers of different kinds, Pilates, yoga, breathwork coaches, meditation teachers. So um, the digital yogi just didn't quite feel yeah. right. And actually what was happening is clients were coming to me anyway, working with me and saying, actually, I wasn't sure if you were for me because I'm not a yoga teacher. So I was like, right, okay. Uh, time, time to make the change. The time is now. 
I love that. I was in a similar situation also. Yeah. And I mean, some of my students there are coaches or a running coach, a voice coach. And um, that's why I decided also like my courses, they're called like Blissful Websites, Blissful Biz Academy. And I don't have yoga in the name anymore. Also, I'm thinking about future growth, even if right now I'm really still targeting yoga teachers a lot, especially my ads, actually, because it's pretty easy to target them. <laughs> and I think there it's probably smarter to be specific still and not yeah. try to be too broad. But yeah, but I'm trying to name sometimes or yoga teachers and wellness entrepreneurs. It's a, hand, it's a mouthful, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's more definitely. including um, other people. And yeah, you already mentioned that um, we're going to talk about ads today, which is so exciting because I don't think I've ever really covered that on my podcast yet mm. and it's a big and topic you know what's so funny yeah. is that I because my background is ads I've been doing ads for about well since ads even existed so oh. my first role in in advertising was um ads exec basically so I've been doing ads forever and when I started my my own business I tried to talk about ads and nobody cared at all (laughs) nobody was interested (laughs) no one's interested at all so my first group program is master the gram that's my signature program and uh, that's all organic strategies nothing about paid at all it did start off with a little bit about paid and then gradually I just took it out because nobody was interested and then lo and behold now in the last 18 months suddenly ads have come to the forefront and Everybody wants me to talk about ads, which I'm very happy to do. But it's just so funny how times change. Yeah, it's so funny. I was, I mean, I don't know if you know that my background is in advertising as well, like on the agency side. And I always hated ads, like r- managing like um, an ad campaign, like the creation of all those little banners and text is like a nightmare. I was like, oh my god, no, <laughs> take that away from me. <laughs> but of course now I am I'm really grateful for Facebook um especially and the other platforms as well that allow me to to use them and to really target my audience without having to I don't know do an ad in yoga journal which would be really really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah so and of course it's also I think it's starting to get more relevant for yoga teachers because they're more moving online or like other wellness entrepreneurs as well and it's just like so much that you can do organically or it just takes a lot longer I think one time I heard someone make the comparison when you want rice you can buy seeds and grow it or you can go to the shop and buy a bag of rice and that's what mm-hmm. ads are <laughs> they allow you to go in the shop and buy the bag of rice which obviously is much cheaper than growing the rice yourself mm. yeah I think there's definitely pros and cons to both organic and paid I kind of see them as quite separate in terms of the different jobs that they can do it's part of your marketing strategy um, you've got your organic social which is obviously great for building trust building those relationships getting that connection with your audience um, providing great value all of these things that organic content can do but then it's a very slow way to grow you know you can be a lot of time goes into running an Instagram account or a Facebook page and or a Facebook group and it, and it yeah. does grow great quality leads yeah. 
but it takes time. Then on the other side, you've got ads. It's great for building authority. Again, great for building trust, great for being visible and great to reach new people outside of your current network quickly. You know, you don't have to spend loads of money. You can be really targeted with the way your ad, with where your ads are running. And they say you've got to pay to play if you want to be reaching lots of people and you've got a product that's successful and you just want to get it in front of more people, then yeah, pay some money for ads and you're going to achieve... The reach you're going to see from ads is going to be incredible versus, you know, the reach that you might get on organic content, which, as we know, is very, very low. Um, even the most engaged Instagram account, you're not reaching all of your followers. I love that you said that because, of course, you're right. It's, you definitely need both. And um, I'm a big, big fan of content creation, like having a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast, something that has longevity. And I see it more like a midterm or to long-term strategy. Like I get hundreds of visitors to my website every day just for my blog because I've built that up, like mm. that content library over years. And um, so, yeah, so definitely two different tools in your marketing toolkit, so to say. Um, so um, let's talk about how to get started doing ads. So what do you need to have in place when you're saying, okay, now I'm ready. Um, I have like a product that's validated and I want to run ads, my first ads. Yeah. I mean, if, well, if you want to run your first ad campaign, then, I mean, there's a few... There's a few things that go that you need to have in place before you can even get started, I would say. Um, and I'm going to share a resource. I have like a checklist of things that you need to get in place before you, you even go into the ads manager. Because um, often we think about ads, we think that it's actually just setting up the campaign, you know, selecting your audience and, and deciding on what the creative is going to look like. But there's so much more that goes into it. So I say first thing is get really clear on what you're trying to run ads for. What's the purpose of running the ads. So it might be, you know, to have um, sales of a particular thing, but actually maybe what you're doing is you're running ads to, um, maybe your goal is to uh, get an increased number of, <laughs> get increased traffic to a landing page or to get signups to a masterclass or grow a list or whatever. Like, what are you actually running the ads for? What is the purpose? And that's going to be different to what is your like business goal or overall marketing goal. What is your specific goal for your paid ads? Then I would say you need to get really, really clear on who you're trying to target. Now, I could talk about targeting for a really I long think time. Like one of the <laughs> biggest problems or um, yeah, challenges, right, when you're setting up ads. Yeah, and the, 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 the different options available when you're running ads properly is is there's so many different options. You can cast the net really wide or you can go super specific. So it's thinking, right, part of my strategy, what kind of targeting do I want to include? Then you've got to think about your landing page. Is your landing page any good? It can't be an afterthought. You have to have a landing page that's optimized to the thing that you want people to do. You want to, um, you want to get ads manager. <laughs> so I definitely would recommend if you're, if you're just starting out, well, the chances are you might have already had a go at boosting a post. Now, this is where if you've got a business page, Facebook will say you can reach 50,000 people for five pounds and you kind of do it in the app and you boost a post, a post that you've already created. Now, that's usually the way people start and they kind of come away going, I don't even know if that worked. Like, 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like it was just money down the drain. I don't know if it worked. I didn't, I saw some likes and I got some follows, but I didn't actually see any real results. Now I always say, well, that's because you're just boosting posts and what you want to be doing is running activity and ads manager. Now ads manager is a free platform that, um, it is owned by Facebook that anyone can use. And I would say, first thing you want to do is get, get, get access to that, have a little play around and see what the different options are. How, do, how much um, do you recommend people spend like just to experiment in the beginning to try to find out if, if it works? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the amazing thing about ads is you can run, you can spend as much or as little as you like. It's not like if you're running, you know, in a magazine, for example, you said the yoga journal, there's probably a minimum spend of, I don't know, 5k that you have to spend. You don't have that with ads. You can spend as much or as little as you like, but you want to give it enough of a chance to run. You want to give the algorithm enough chance to deliver your ads and optimize and all of this kind of stuff to be able to give it a fair chance to see if it's worked but you can spend as little as you know 10 pounds a day yeah that's what i would say too as well that's how i tried it out in the beginning like different ad sets and like and then see what gets the best results Mm-hmm. And then move on yeah. with that. Can you explain the algorithm a little bit more? Because I think that's a like foreign word for a lot of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, well, so when I talk about the algorithm, when I'm talking about ads, I, I kind of mean it in a different way than the algorithm when you're talking about organic social. So organic social, the algorithm, it's all about how timely your content is, your relationship with people, you know, how interesting your content is all of these kinds of things. The great thing about ads is your content (laughs) doesn't actually have to be interesting. They're still going to serve your ad to people regardless. Now, um, when I say the algorithm and I talk about optimizing, what I mean is when you run an ad, Facebook is still going to pick and choose who sees that ad based on how likely they are to do the action that you've set as your target. So if you say, right, well, I want to reach as many people as possible that are likely to click on my ad. I want to get as many clicks as I can, or I want to drive as much traffic as I can to my website. Within all of the people that you've selected as your audience, Facebook is still going to deliver the ad more to people who are more likely to click. And again, it's, they're going to know this based on a whole load of factors in the same way that, that they know about the organic algorithm. Whether you've clicked on similar things in the past, whether you're a more clicky person, because some people do just click on things more than others. <laughs> um, you know, whether you like similar accounts, whether you've been on similar landing pages, and it's going to deliver the ad to more people who are likely to do the thing that you've said you want, the result that you've said that you want to achieve. Now, Facebook does a lot of the work for you. When you set your ad campaign live, Facebook will serve your ad. It will start to optimize and it will deliver the ad, you know, and change your budget based on Uh, seeing the best result but you can also chain do some optimizations yourself manually so turning ads off and on and off upping budgets to audiences that are working better so that's the really great thing about um, paid advertising you do have a little bit more control as to what happens you can upweight budgets downweight budgets keeping an eye on the campaign and just making sure that you're getting as much bang for your buck in terms of the results. Whereas I guess when you kind of post organically, you post 
and then you just kind of leave it to the algorithm yeah. gods as to how many people are going to see it yeah I think what's important here is also to know that Facebook actually wants you to get results with your ad, like the best Mm. results possible, because um, otherwise you wouldn't spend more on ads and they want you to be successful with your ads, with their budget. And um, so that you next time you're going to spend even more on ads. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the difference to the um, organic traffic as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, what else did I want to ask? Um, do, is this still like this more like a question that I have? Um, so because I always learn when you um, set up a campaign or an ad, you have to leave it alone for 48 to 72 hours to let the algorithm do its thing. And only after that, you're allowed to do any changes and even then very, very gradually, like don't um, increase the budget by more than 20% and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, well, you could do whatever you want, really. (laughs) (laughs) But there's probably some best practice guidelines to follow. Yeah. So um, what tends to happen is you'll kind of run a campaign. And um, if within the first sort of three or so days, you don't see a result, you might go, oh, God, this isn't working and just turn it off. It's like a knee jerk reaction to what's being seen in the dashboard. But I always like to say to my clients um, to think of ads as not a kind of short term. Inst- you're going to get, you know, a thousand sales come through in day one. You know, think of it as a mid medium to long term strategy um, for your business. So that's the first thing. Don't panic straight away and turn the ads off um, if you're not seeing results, because you need to give it time to deliver and then optimize then um when you do set your ads live they're gonna they're gonna go into like a learning phase now this is probably what it is that you're referring to is you do want to leave the ads alone a little bit before you start making changes because you want to be able to see when you're looking at the information you want to be able to see significant differences in order to be able to turn things off and on or change budgets around if there's no differences, then there's no real optimizations you could make. So you want to allow the ads time to run so that you can see, right, well, this audience has done better than this one. So I can I can make an assumption here that if I put more budget here, the campaign overall will perform better. So yes, you don't want to be fiddling Did too often. That's I can, my yes. dog that's just streaming. <laughs> oh my God, that's little Luna, my puppy. She's sleeping. And oh. <laughs> I love it when she makes those noises in her sleep. <laughs> she just wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think she cares about that. She's probably dreaming about running at the beach behind a ball, <laughs> chasing a ball. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, it's um, okay. Yeah, so you do. Yeah, you do want to allow um, the campaign time to run. Yeah. So. Um, do you have some examples for um, what kind of campaigns or what kind of ads you c- could run as a yoga teacher? So what do your clients normally, what kind of ads do they run? Or do you have like examples of really successful yeah. campaigns? I want all the, I, I want all the deeds. <laughs> I have worked across so many accounts, honestly. I have been doing ads for about 10 years. So um 
back in my agency days, I used to work on accounts like TFL, which wasn't the most exciting in terms of the content. Okay, this this line is out of action. <laughs> There's a discount on this season ticket, you know. Um, I've worked on a lot of supermarket accounts like Iceland Foods, Morrison's Co-op. Again, you know, get three freezer meals for the price of two. <laughs> Luna, Luna, to wake her up. It's <laughs> getting annoying. Beep, beep. Hey, she's sleeping really deeply. No. <laughs> No, she doesn't want to stop. <laughs> Shall I just carry on from there? Yeah, let's carry on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then I've worked on accounts like Netflix. I've worked on accounts like Colgate, Nivea. So like big brands who obviously have like big partnerships and sponsorships to talk about big influencer campaigns. Um, and then just more generic, you know, selling products, offers, delivery slots, anything like that. Then when I um, left agency world behind me, I started working with clients who are working in the world of wellness. So wellness experts, coaches, um, and that will be kind of yoga studios, retreat companies, coaches with programs, yoga teachers who have membership platforms or online courses or programs. So you know, you can, you can promote whatever you like with ads. If you have an online offering, I think they work really, really well. Things that people can actually action online, things that people can buy online rather than saying, go into this place. Um, I think that it's always good with an ad to lead with something exciting. So a discount or a free trial or a free workshop or uh, a free resource, something that's free or exciting is always going to work better than, hi, I'm a yoga teacher in your area. Something like, um, here's a free guide to, you know, my three best. Oh, that's a really bad example. Like, um, if you were giving away something for free, like a free week trial to your membership platform that's going to work much better than like hey I've got a membership platform so thinking how you can lead with value in the same way that you would lead with value with your organic content it's great to do that as well for your ads I love that yeah and that's why it's so important to ignore those Facebook messages hey this post has been super um, like successful why don't you push it or, or do an ad for that you'd never want to do that like My most successful posts are probably like some puppy content, but that's not going to help me build my business if I would promote that. <laughs> yeah, that is such a good point because if you do not do not listen to Facebook, <laughs> override <laughs> Facebook, override what they say. Um, you you don't want to be promoting posts just because they've got a lot of likes organically. You might be able to get some insights from the fact that they've got a lot of likes. Maybe the image was really engaging or... Um, Yeah, probably that's that's it. And maybe you could use that same image then in your paid advertising. But just because a post has got a lot of likes, it doesn't mean that boosting is a good idea because what happens when you sort of boost a post? Let's say you did an introduction post, like five things you didn't know about me and loads of people liked it, which they probably would because people like that kind of content. If you just boost it and then you send people to your Instagram profile, like what's the point in that? Yeah, exactly. I would say it's better to run a campaign where there's something real that you can and tangible that you can measure. So um, you could use that same image and you could promote, you know, a workshop or your membership or um, 
uh, your yeah, like course. something. I mean, I think it's also like you don't have like the big marketing budget, like a big company or brand has. So um, I think you have to be smart where you spend your advertising money. And I would always spend it on um, either uh, a workshop that has like a paid product that I'm going to promote with it. Like, yeah, in the end, something paid <laughs> where people yeah. are going to actually spend money at the end. So, and, and that way it's also easier to track if that um, ad is actually worth it, worth it. Exactly. And I think that's such a good point about budgets because these huge, huge brands that you see who have, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds to spend on a brand awareness campaign. So literally just a campaign just to be visible, um, you know, oh, hey, look, yeah. we've got this new limited edition bottle or something, you know, they've got huge budgets, millions of pounds a year to spend on their digital marketing. So they can do brand awareness campaigns and they can do conversion campaigns and then they can do middle funnel campaigns because they have the budgets. If you have a modest budget, I would say it's just best to promote something that is paid or leads into something paid uh, because then even off the back of that, you're still getting brand awareness. You're still being visible. Even if people aren't buying the product, you're still visible. You're still showing up on people's feeds. You're still claiming your space in your niche. You're still there showing up as the expert so yeah that would be a top tip from me is try and promote something where there's a tangible action required off the back of it then you know if something's worked because you can say right well I, I received this many of the, the conversions whatever the thing is whereas if you run a brand awareness camp brand awareness campaign you don't really know if it's worked Exactly. What's your experience? Um, because it's such a big trend right now with tripwire products. And for everybody who has no idea what that word means, it's like um, a cheaper price product. It's like $27 or $37 that you sell through ads. And in the yeah, hope of I mean, then getting them on your email list and like getting back the money for the ad. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is like such an American term, isn't it? That's kind of come in lately, like a bit of a buzzword. I don't even um, know what that means. How, who, who came up with that tripwire? <laughs> I mean, why would you choose that name? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're trying to be like, do authentic conscious selling, tripwire doesn't exactly oh, uh, it doesn't really feel very don't. good, does it? Like you're no. just going like, to trip over and <laughs> trip you up into our funnel. Um I mean, basically, normally you're really giving a lot of value and you want them to be really feel like, oh my God, I get all this and I only spend so little. So. Yeah, I guess the idea behind it is you get people making a small purchase, then that's going to funnel them in into a bigger purchase because they're on your list and then you can target them again, they're in your funnel. Um, I have actually purchased some tripwire items, but you know what? I download them and then I never, I never use it because I'm just like, oh, it was like $7 for like a funnel. I don't yeah. know. What did I buy the other day? Just, just out of interest. I have to admit, And it was like 500 downloads of templates for oh. funnel items oh my and God. I just was like, I'm never going to, never going to use this. But then I'm on the list. They're targeting me, but I guess the idea is that then you are not paying, you're, you're paying off your ad spend through the low price sales. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really have an opinion on it. 
Okay, that's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't have yet either. I actually purchased a product um, and it's waiting in my inbox to that teaches me how to get that set up. I think it it's, sounds really interesting mm -hmm. to try out. And um, yes, I definitely want to do that sometime in the next month. <laughs> yeah. I just Why not? Give it a go. Give it a go. I think I'm all for experimenting and then I'm happy to share here how it goes. Going yeah. to do a podcast episode on that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm really still very hands on with my ads. And um, I mean, yeah, one day I want to hire a Facebook ad manager for sure. It's like it's on my list, on my bucket list to for on my like, yeah, for my business. Um, but you know, like, what's your experience like? Um, do you think it's it's a good idea for people to simply experiment by themselves, even if they don't really know what they're doing yet, and just get started and try it out, or should they hire someone? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's worth reaching out to someone um, to show you how to do it properly because. I think we were saying this before, you can watch videos online, an online course or a YouTube video or something like that. And often they're going to be out of date by the time you watch them. Facebook changes the dashboard every week. You know, something new will be on there. I'll go in to do a training with somebody and I'll be like, oh gosh, this is different. <laughs> it changes all the time. So I would say it's worth reaching out to somebody just to save you time, effort, energy, because you can figure out a lot of things by yourself about a lot of things, not just ads, anything. You can figure out a lot of things, but it's whether you have that time to invest in doing so. And like I said, it's not just the setup of the ads that is important. It's the overall ad strategy. So it's worth working with an ad strategist or a digital marketing specialist to just make sure that the funnel is in place, ready for when you run the ads and that you're using ads to power the right part of the funnel. Okay. But I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you're right, probably. But you need to have the budget for that as well, right? So mm -hmm. you need yeah. to have your products, definitely, um, that you're going to sell with the ads. Yeah. So yeah, if you have definitely. that in place. Well, ads ads yeah. is an investment. It's an investment in, in lots of different ways. Um, you kind of have to be at a stage where you're ready to run them. I think you can dabble and you can put some money behind ads and see what happens. But I think you, you'll get to a point where you go, right, I've run this thing before and it was a success. Now I just want to take it to that next level and I'm ready to invest because I know that if I spend a few thousand pounds on this in my business, yeah. then it's going to pay back because I just need a couple of people to sign up from this program and then it's paid back. But I know I can get there because my barrier right now is I'm not reaching enough people. So um, it's definitely an investment. It is because it's not just paying for an ads manager or an agency to support you. You might also be paying for a graphic designer to help you create better assets, a copywriter to help you with your landing page and make sure it's properly optimized. Then also the ad spend, you know, you don't want to pay somebody a couple of thousand pounds to help you do your ads and then just spend a hundred pounds on ads. It's not worth it. So yeah, it is, it is an investment, but the potential when you do run ads is massive. Yes, for sure. For sure. Do you have some um, some examples that you can share? Like testimonials, like um, what results did people get from this? 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, a lot of the people who I have been working with recently are coaches and that will be um, take, driving traffic to their conversion at all. So whether that be a webinar or a masterclass, and if you can get a couple of hundred people on a masterclass, and then let's say you have a conversion rate where, you know, you're going to have 10% signing up, that is an amazing return because you're going to make back the money you spent on your ads in in terms of the price point of your program. I've had a client recently where we spent a very small amount of money. I think it was about uh, 500 pounds in total and grew her list by over a thousand people. Oh my God, that's a, that's a great example. That's inspiring. Yeah, it was a sign up. It was signed to sign up for a challenge, a Pilates challenge, which then funneled people into a membership. So for a cost of, I think, 50p per sign up to a list, which you know, if that person's on your list for a long time and if a certain percentage of those signs up for the membership and they stay on it for a few months, like that's an amazing, yeah. amazing return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you convinced me. I have to. <laughs> I have to yeah. move hiring an app manager up on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, what you also have to consider, of course, like if you want, okay, I'm going to get a thousand people in my uh, membership, you have to have the manpower to manage that as well. So you have to really um, grow strategically. How much do you want to grow? How mm. much can you grow? Um, how can you handle that? Um, have a plan in place, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, I think that's definitely something to remember as well. Um, and yeah, you also mentioned um, maybe hiring a designer, hiring a copywriter. Um, that's probably a good idea. Do you have any tips, um, like what kind of images work best, for example? Yeah. So that's often what we think of when we think of creating an ad is we think of what the image is going to be, the image, video. Um, I would always recommend testing across lots of different things, not just your audiences, not just your, um, um, like, um, your KPIs, but also things like your imagery. I would say three to five versions of every creative is a good idea. And you don't have to do a video and a GIF and um, a Canva graphic. And, you know, you don't have to go too crazy with all the different types of um imagery that you're using but just tweaking certain things and going right well here's a picture of my face smiling versus a picture of me sitting at my laptop or on my yoga mat versus maybe just um it could be a picture of your dog on your yoga mat and just see how that works <laughs> I just think test different things especially if it's your first time running ads test lots of different things and then go from there and you'll you might see some really strong results for one thing versus the other and then you go right well actually they loved it when I had a picture of my dog on my yoga mat maybe I'll try another version where it's my dog with I don't know, <laughs> a dog and some lululemon leggings or something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> give it a try but yeah I would say test test different things and um and just see see what works yeah that's really a, a good tip and I'm a big fan of that as well and um yeah. I think that's also even when you do a course or something to learn how to do Facebook ad nobody else can do that for you you really have to test it out yourself 
because you have your yeah. own unique audience and how they react to your content and to you. Yeah, but when you're running ads, it's it's kind of starting from scratch because it's a you know, you're reaching a new audience. What worked for you organically might not work for ads. So mm. I actually started working with some designers. No, that's what I meant. What, that's meant yeah. like test out different ads. Yeah. So you can't mm. really, that's not something you can learn or take from someone else. You have to test yeah, it yourself. Yeah, so it's good to work with a designer who um, specializing specializes in creating assets for ads because it's a different, um, it's a different, approach really yeah because things that work for ads don't necessarily work for organic and then the same vice versa so yeah yeah I, I actually today i did some research on creative market if you don't know that platform creativemarket.com i love it <laughs> um and if they were selling some facebook ad templates facebook and instagram ad templates and i didn't really found anything good it was just like okay What's this a facebook is this ad template I don't know. <laughs> you know, just like a social post template. You have like lots of templates there. So I was just looking for inspiration. And um, yeah, but I didn't find anything good because probably it's a different design skill set. Yeah, Facebook ad template. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but somebody probably went, oh, do you know what will be a really great lead magnet is to create some Facebook ad templates. And it, I don't know, it doesn't sound like it makes much sense to me. It's like what you get and then you um, open it in Canva and then you change the copy and the image yeah. and your colors. Why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't buy anything because I didn't find anything that I liked. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing them myself in Canva. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Cam Canva has made things so easy. Like Facebook yeah. as a platform is so much easier to use now than it ever was. Um, even things like implementing the pixel, so much more straightforward now. You used to need a web developer to do it. Um, Canva has meant that you can go in and create your own ad assets without needing a designer. So yeah, it's definitely more easier than it ever has been to start playing around with ads. Um, but if you do want to start running them properly and seriously and you know put some serious money behind it, I would recommend um, getting support from a freelancer or um, an agency. Yes. So where can people go to learn more about you if they to check out your offers, what you do? Yeah. So in terms of ads, what might be a good thing for me to talk about is my over, over my shoulder um, Facebook and Instagram ads training. Now this came about because so there were people who weren't really at the stage where they could outsource completely, you know, agency style done for you. Um, it's too expensive. Plus they kind of wanted to learn how to do it for themselves so that going forward in the, in the future, they could run their own ad campaigns. So I kind of created this hybrid model package where it's essentially me creating somebody's ad campaign for them in the proper way, best practice, um, but create doing their ad build, getting their account set up, uh, implementing their pixel, creating all their tracking, me doing it while they watch on screen share on Zoom. So record the whole thing. They can refer back. I'm explaining what I do as I go and why I'm doing it. Um, 
And then we set the campaign line to live together. As the campaign runs, we also have sessions where we go in and I say, right, this is how to interpret the data. This is what you might want to do to optimize. Um, so essentially it's, it's um, a way of outsourcing but also learning how to do it at the same time. So if somebody wants to um, apply to do that, I can only take two people per month because as you can tell, it's quite intensive, one-to-one, bespoke. Um, so if you go on my website, the, do- the digitalyogi.co.uk forward slash over my shoulder, uh, then then you can apply to um, to be one of one of the people that I work with in a month. You can find my podcast, the Digital Yogi Podcast. I guess just search it on all the places you might find your podcast. <laughs> uh, and Instagram at Charlotte Reynolds underscore underscore. Um, if you want to connect and you have any questions about ads, you can just send me a direct message. Thank you so much. It was really, really interesting um, to learn more. Um, and yes, I'm sure there are going to be people who are going to get in touch. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th, and I would love to see you there. It's the Make Your First or Next $5,000 online bootcamp, and you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community. It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.